Hi, I'm Kevin Weir. And I'm Jeremy Verkley. And welcome to our podcast, Over Guy's Shoulder. The only Diners, Drive-In, and Dives fan cast. Join us for the second half, where we recreate our favorite dish from the week, Mike Chow's Double Chocolate Tiramisu. And with special guests, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Hit it! Hi, Jeremy. Hello, Kevin. Hello. 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's like we haven't talked before this moment. Uh, Nope. Yeah. Man, these podcasts are so artificial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we really need to do something to get things more organic, Kevin. (laughs) I mean, all of our lines are written down. Even this part. Even the, Yeah, even this. We're reading. Stay on script. I know. I am staying on script. This is all part of a script. Every flub, every weird stutter. Every single time Kevin gets stuck in a word loop. It's, that's in the script. Yeah. Our, write, our team of writers who we keep in the back closet uh, wrote it all out. Yeah, we don't make any money from the podcast, so yeah. we can only give them the, the closet. It's help, help. They're not feeding us. They're not feeding us. That's oh, a weird line. I don't know that why is that was a weird, there. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, I've got a busy week. You you do? Yes. Yeah, you're uh you're you're gone from like tomorrow onwards. Yeah, I'm gone from tomorrow onwards and uh and then I'm supposed to go to a Grey Cup party on Sunday. Exciting. And I'm supposed to have my anniversary on Saturday. Exciting. And uh we're playing the game where your character keeps getting crit on Friday. Not dead yet. <laughs> Not dead yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, basically, as soon as I land, I'm doing stuff again. Yeah, but I mean... Uh, Some of it's good stuff, but I just don't know how I'm going to be after all of it's over. (laughs) Well, you'll be alive. I will be alive. I will be alive or dead. One of the two states of being. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of the the two two truths. Yeah. Hmm, Weird that they wrote that in the script. Hmm. Hmm. All Uh, right. So, do we want to? Because these ones usually tend to go a little bit longer. Yeah, we'll go. We're fine. We can go. All right, cool. Um, we're gonna do a bit of a throwback to our superpower showdown. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done one of these, so we're gonna do one. We can. We're gonna turn back time. Find a way. <laughs> That's the and only lyric to the song I remember, <laughs> and I'm changing the tone of the song. Yeah, you do the same. You just keep going down. Every single time you don't know <laughs> a song. This is how you know Kevin doesn't know the lyrics to a song or the the tune. He just keeps on getting lower and lower and lower <laughs> until he runs out of breath because he also forgets to breathe. <laughs> well, if I, if, Jeremy, if I stop talking, people won't find it funny anymore. <laughs> so I have to just keep going. Yeah. I believe the lyrics are, if I could turn back time, if I, if could, I could find, find a way, way. Uh, and then it does not keep on going lower, and it's like, <laughs> then a baby, 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 you'd stay. I think that's how it No, goes. I think that's a completely different song. No, I don't think so. I think I think you've completely, like, separated the rest of the song from that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like that's different. You did a different song. <laughs> I well, do. Do I do know the lyrics too? If you're lost and you look, then you will find me. Time after time, 
If you fall, do you I know will what? Catch you. I will be waiting. Okay. Time after you know, okay. time. You know what song uh, my friends in high school knew all the words to? Yeah, we're just gonna be singing songs now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna we can't sing. get copyright strikes I'm, on a podcast, right? <laughs> not if we sing it. Not if we sing it bad. Okay. Um, no, I'm not gonna sing this. Uh, I'm just gonna say <laughs> they knew the song to the classic song. Uh, Rick Astley's I'm Never Gonna Give You Up. Oh. Uh, and one of their favorite things to do was to just speak it to people. <laughs> For friends at, my, at a camp I went to, we all knew all of us. We all knew all of us the lyrics to Afternoon Delight. Yep, that, that makes sense too. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and I mean, we. The heartbeat of a generation. Let's be very clear. We 100% knew what it was about. We yeah. also would just like whisper sing it in the yeah. middle of like. Quiet times. Yeah, no, my favorite thing to do when people started singing that was wait till there was a pause in their singing or speaking or whatever and just go, putting on the Ritz. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are doing a superpower showdown. This will probably be our last one for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to try to do some other things. Yeah, we'll hope, we'll hope that you like it. But uh, it's uh, it's you first this time, Jeremy. It is me first. So what we're going to do, because it's been a while since we've done this, is what we do is that we each come up. With a superpower. That's right. And then we'll talk about one. And then we'll talk about the other. And then we'll make them fight. And then we'll make them kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the order we do that in. <laughs> no, I think we make them kiss and then make them fight. I think we make them. No, ye- oh, it's been yeah. a long time. It's been a long time. Look, look, in one order or the other, they will kiss and then fight. They, they will kiss and then fight. But first, we have to figure out what it is. Depending each of our... on if we remember how it actually works. <laughs> but first, we have to do what each of our individual worlds are. Yes. And Jeremy, you're first. Uh, right. So, Kevin, my superpower is uh, empathy. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. A superpower that nobody has. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be very clear, this is having perfect knowledge of how everyone else is feeling. Yeah, it's empathic. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the uh, the Deanna Troy thing from Star Wars, from Star Trek. Yeah. Except for probably more useful. And also more horrible. Because she'll, she'll just walk into a room where people are fighting and she'll be like, people are upset. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Troy. Wait, two people are upset and one person is horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> Damn it. Felt my own emotions again. Uh, <laughs> I just recently watched an episode where she lost that power and was super angry at everyone else because they're like, well, I mean, we don't have that power. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I lost it. I'm you now. No. I might as well die. <laughs> There's a moment where, where she's like, I need to quit my job as a counselor. And yeah. <laughs> the, the way Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart, plays yeah. it. Uh, is that he is like talking to an infant like he goes oh my god what is there are plenty of counselors who don't have uh psychic powers who are able to do their job do their job and she's like i can't (laughs) i'm a broken person i can't do it time for me to sit and eat this kfc (laughs) i mean he does have go and have like chocolate in a bar or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway (laughs) Anyway, yes. So this is a world where people feel other people's emotions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it'd be a lot easier not to hurt someone. It, well, I mean, I don't think it'd be a lot easier not to hurt somebody. I just think that these sort of psychological tics that cause people to hurt other people 
are like when some a lot of people hurt other people to make yeah. themselves feel better, right? Yeah. But in this case, you feel the hurt you've just inflicted. So, so it's not um, entirely within your control. No, I mean, really, if if you if you're better at controlling not feeling other people's emotions, you would be able to get away with a lot in this world. Here's the thing: I think, I think because you, I I think the power is just you feel other people's emotions. Right. So it's if you are able to control your own emotions, you're probably better able to handle uh, other people's. Okay. Well, essentially, what I'm trying to figure out, Jeremy, yes, is that is there an abuse for this? Um, like if if someone is very very good controlling the powers, are they just like, yeah, hey, I can do anything I want to other people because I don't feel it? No, not really. Like even if you even if you didn't feel the emotions, yeah. By the way, I want to say right now there are no sociopaths or psychopaths in this world because the power is you feel other people's emotions. So even if you can't feel your own emotions, right? Right, you feel other people's emotions. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a workaround. Even even if you couldn't feel any emotions, that doesn't necessarily mean that your behavior would be um, harmful, right? I guess sort of the big question to come up out of this one uh, is the thing that comes whenever whenever anyone's like, "Oh, if you could just you know walk a mile in their shoes and that or yeah. that thing or whatever." Yeah. Um, would this create, would this create a utopia if you're able to feel everything other people feel? Well, I think, Kevin... The problem is that there's still things like lions that'll eat you, so... Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, Kevin. Yeah. I think this goes one of two ways. Uh, awesome. And maybe, Kevin, in a cyclical fashion, it does both of them. <laughs> you know where I was going, then. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it goes either one, the virtuous cycle. Yeah. In where, because you feel other people's emotions... That's my making, favorite fantasy series. Ma- making other people uh, happy yeah. or feel joy or feel pleasure in any type of way yeah. feeds back into you. Yes, there's right? that. So everyone's just trying their best to make other people happy. I, lo- I love this idea of, like, is it a selfish altruism? Yes. With the idea of being like, when I help people, it makes me feel good. That's a real thing in our world, Kevin. Well, no, but in this one, it's compounded. Yeah, it is. Like, you have to feel that because it makes the other person feel good. Yeah. Jeremy, sex. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is definitely... You never stop having sex. This is... Definitely hedonistic, one hundred percent hedonistic. Yeah, in the, the most like altruistic, helping other people way, where it's like it's like here, I'm gonna give you give you ten dollars so you can go have like like you know your first meal in forever. The person goes eating the meal, and you're just like, yes, <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Well, that's the thing: the skills that people will cultivate are the skills that help other people, right? Or like bring joy to other people. Yeah, like you could. One, learn how to make guns, or you could learn how to make delicious pastries. <laughs> uh, Here, eat this cupcake. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So um, I think I think during that virtuous cycle, right? <laughs> it's just it's it's hedonistic, but I do think it is pretty utopic. Oh well, yeah, no, Jeremy, I. It can be both those things. Yeah. It's the idea of, like, I like helping people because it makes me feel so good. <laughs> people can't see Kevin right now, but every single time he does that, like, sort of I'm horny and slightly yeah, orgasm, I do the, I do the leg he rub. rubs his leg. The reason I, the reason I do that, Jeremy, <laughs> is because I, I have to put in some sort of, like, physicality into something. 
Yeah, and I, the only I just, thing I can imagine doing is like I just scratching I'm, up the leg. Well, I'm grateful that you're just scratching your leg and not doing something vulgar. <laughs> I just wanted people to know, Kevin. No, there's there usually is some sort of physicality to any single time we do any sort of like character thing. People can't see it. Let's not, well, we have whenever, like hands waving. Well, and, I don't know. Whenever I'm doing Jersey person, I'm just completely stonewalled. <laughs> Not like completely still. I mean, your eyes do flare up with the fire of a thousand suns. Well, the fire of a thousand jerseys. The uh, <laughs> fire of a thousand jerseys. Uh, but, but yes. Let me get to the other side, Kevin. Okay. And that is is that if people feel bad around you, yeah. you will feel bad. Yeah. And it becomes what's a, a destructive cycle. Yeah. Right? Um, but I think there's a maximum high point. And a maximum low point. Okay. Um, it's like a boom and bust system. It is, it is a boom and bust system. Because I think the virtuous cycle keeps on going. But because it's hedonistic, yeah. people stop doing the things they need to do to make society run. <laughs> do they? Because the things that make society run with a lot of things also tend to sometimes make people Kevin, like... Kevin. Yeah? Do you like doing taxes? Oh, right. Do taxes make you feel good? <laughs> Uh, there's someone out there who who has to make feel good, and you just do taxes around them. <laughs> they they are the designated do taxes around person. Yeah. There's my my friend finds filling in spreadsheets relaxing. You you put her in the middle of like people doing spreadsheets. No, you marry her, Kevin. <laughs> and you start just putting spreadsheets like feel spreadsheet feelings out into the world, tendrils yeah. reaching out and touching tendrils the, of spreadsheets. Just touching your brain and making you feel good. Yeah. Um Bustin, Jeremy. <laughs> Bustin makes you feel good. You just who likes Bustin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also, um because of the way the world works, these people are just people other than their superhuman ability to feel other people's emotions. <laughs> oh yes. Right? Clearly. There are things that still happen that make people sad. Yeah. So a loved one dies. Grief. Yeah. Um, you know, they trip and fall and hurt themselves. Pain. Yeah. Um, you know, their fuck buddy says they want to have sex with other people. They're to allowed to. Things up. They're, <laughs> allowed, they're allowed to, but maybe you're really connected to them, right? That's a very in-depth That's, story Well, there. jealousy, right? Jealousy. There you go. Um, I, I think that there's still negative emotions that peek through. Um, and when... The the other thing is is that even if let's say your friend finds spreadsheets relaxing, right? Yeah. I bet you wouldn't feel spreadsheets relaxing if everybody in the city was like, "Do all my spreadsheet work." Well, no, they don't do your spreadsheet work. You do your spreadsheet work around them. Well, I mean, yes, but the thing is, if I do spreadsheet work and your friend does spreadsheet work, and she's relaxed or they're relaxed, and I am infuriated. But Jeremy, there's there's a like con- where, what, how does that balance there's out? There's a right? concept of um of being able to take bad situations and connect them with good feelings. Um, so what you could do is that if you're doing something you dislike or something that's known to be disliked, like doing like doing your taxes mm-hmm. or um I don't know taking your grandmother off life support yeah. or like all these things that are bad things. Yeah. But you but you have you have a designated happy person. Just like around a curtain somewhere, who's like petting a dog, yeah, and they just have the time of their life. Then you start getting like confusing emotions, yeah. But you start trying to. Well, like, here's the thing, Kevin. You start getting complex emotions, yeah. Right? It's like I've been through a breakup before, where I was really sad the relationship was over, yeah. But I was also 
happy that I had like made my stand. Yeah. Right. So like you can have both those emotions at the same time. It just becomes confusing and complex. And usually you cry a lot. But the question is, Jeremy, is how powerful are the emotions? Because whenever I see empathy, I mean, I powers and other things, they're feeling other emotions stronger than their own emotion. Like other emotions override their own. emotion. I don't think you you feel other emotions stronger than your own emotions. I think, though, that. Like it's equal across. So if someone was feeling euphoric, yeah, right, you would feel euphoric over other emotions because that is a heightened emotion. So the idea is that, like, unless if you are absolutely furious at taxes, yeah, just like, like you know, rage filled, or if you have your job and you're like, his, his like thing, that. feeling relaxed, Kevin, is not a strong emotion. No, no, no. I'm not saying relaxed, Jeremy. Yeah. Once again, I'm saying the designated feeler. You have someone who is feeling. <laughs> okay, everybody, stop feeling. Only this person's allowed to feel. No, no, Jeremy. Because, because <laughs> here's the thing. I think boredom or even just annoyance. Yeah. Can be overridden by if you have someone in like behind a sheet somewhere feeling euphoric. If I guess. You... Uh, okay. So what? See what I was going for. Yeah was that it's like a drug. Okay. Right? And what you're going for is that, no, you just, like, set up people who are, like, okay, we all have to do this bad thing. We're going to take Cheryl here. Yeah. And put her in a room full of kittens. Yeah. And... She's having the time of her it's a fucking great, life. It's a great fucking time. Yeah. Um. So that'll overpower all of our dislike of this thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It will, so you people have, want that job. Once again, they don't... <laughs> hate they like it's on active like yeah i hate this with all fire of my being you know no this actually makes sense and if this is the case i don't think it ever goes down the bad path because if, if can... the way society society works is just like sets up like shifts for people <laughs> to have like crazy good times <laughs> yeah jeremy yeah you, ha- you have all right you have like it's like, it's like jury but awesome <laughs> you get a letter in the mail and it's like uh you've been called in for joy duty yeah Oh, sweet. Come into this room where we got your Mountain Dew <laughs> and video game. Well, you have to put in a list of what things you like. What would make you the happiest? Yeah. And they're like, we're going to do this for you. Be like, remember, you cannot request just orgies 24-7. <laughs> you cannot request that. I don't think you can request another person. I don't think you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> unless if you, unless Could if- you request a virtual reality simulation where you're pleasured by a bunch of pleasure machines? Sure. Sure. <laughs> That's not infringing on anybody's rights. No. It's weird. I mean, they're going to feel what you're feeling, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they might be like, okay, no, we don't want all these people who are, who are you know. Are just extremely we, horny, we feeling want, extremely horny all yeah, the time. Yeah, we don't want all these enumerators at this election to be just super horny. Just rock hard and, and <laughs> soaking wet. <laughs> So you here? So you here to vote? Excellent, excellent. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna vote right now. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Remember, only one person per booth. Please, please, God. <laughs> we need to get. Unless you new- invite me to your booth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need to get a new joy, joy yeah, guy. I think they probably wouldn't joy let con. you have. Like sexual requests. No, that probably makes sense because that's a different feeling than happiness. Yeah, Jeremy. that is just arousal. That is extreme arousal. <laughs> yeah. Um. On the negative side, what I was thinking. Although I do think orgies would be more common in this world. I mean, just good sex would be more common because the better true. you make someone else feel, the better, the better you, you feel. feel. Yeah, it's compounded. Yeah. <laughs> and to to a state of well, what we will call super euphoria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where you just have sex for like four hours straight. Well, maybe not. The The thing is, is the human mind 
and body. All right, I understand. You don't die, Kevin. A lot of sex-related deaths in this world. <laughs> nope. Okay. My example is this. Yeah. Um, when when people go through a really horrifying, sad experience, yeah, they will cry. The longest yeah. I've ever cried, Kevin, is four hours. I cried for four hours. Yeah, yeah. That and happens. after that, Kevin, I was still sad. But, like, the part of my body that was like, these are the things that happen when you're sad. Shut off. Mm, yes. And then I stopped feeling sad and just kind of felt empty. All right. Now I want everyone in the audience to think about when instead when, when Jeremy says crying, just in your own in your own way, insert the word fucking <laughs> and go on from there. So on the negative side, I was thinking, is that there are people out there in the world who take joy from being miserable. Yeah. So they actually would be worse because not only would they want to be miserable, they want to make other people miserable. Well, they so would feel, they would make other people miserable. So that they would feel miserable, which in this weird, like, weird way makes them feel happy because it's the sort of people who well, love... Well, those are the people that you send to Neverland, Kevin. <laughs> That's some sort of, like, prison, I assume. Oh, yeah. Some sort of emotion prison. Oh, well, it's Neverland, where I'm they in, don't have to ever grow up. I'm in a prison of my emotions. <laughs> My emotions. <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> that brings up a good point, Jeremy, that I believe we need to discuss. Okay. When does this start? Oh, it's always been that way. No, 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 no. I mean, in a person. Is is this like from birth? You are a baby and you feel people's emotions? Yeah. And well, people here, feel your baby emotions? Here's the thing, Kevin. Babies don't have emotions. <laughs> like, the, the, they, their brains are not uh, developed enough. To have know. emotions as we understand them. No, so I think, Kevin... I mean, if we don't even understand their emotions, you can still feel what they're feeling. Kevin, a lot of babies' actions are mimicry. Okay. So they'll be like, oh... Or they're noticing something, right? Like, oh, I'm hungry. I'll make... Like, oh, my face is doing this. What? This what? Yeah, but if a baby is feeling hungry and is feeling things, you are feeling what that baby is feeling still. I think, I think you start feeling probably around the between the age of one and two, depending on the baby's development. That's still real young for a, for you to be feeling that baby's emotions. That's true. That is true, Kevin. Yeah, like you're gonna ha- you're gonna have a baby, and that baby's gonna be like, "I want to poop," and you're gonna be an adult who's like, "Why do I feel like I want to poop? Why is it making me angry?" <laughs> I'm angry about this well, poop. Here's the thing, Kevin. Cheryl! A lot, a lot of times babies aren't actually angry. They're crying because that's their only mode of communication. No, I understand that, but also sometimes babies are angry. I mean, yes, but I don't think anger would be a large outcome of feeling a baby's emotions. Nah, but it could be one. I think parents would just feel curious all the time. <laughs> What's happening? What's that? I don't know. I don't think well, curiosity is a feeling. Um, I mean, here, here, here's the weird thing that we get about I think, when we I get... think curiosity is a feeling, Kevin. Yeah. Because it, it's ju- you're just feeling interested and engaged with stuff. Yeah, I guess. I would say that like, the weird thing you get when you get into empaths and things is that they sometimes... Some of them, it's very unclear if they're reading emotions or just reading thoughts and intents. Yeah, I think it's definitely emotions. All right. Um, I, I think intent is dumb. <laughs> in, in terms of a power oh i can read your intent you're intending to be mischievous um, well, um i mean that that still makes sense. and it's definitely not thoughts because we already did that okay no no that, no yeah. <laughs> yeah no i'm just saying that like that's what empath that's yeah in media of empaths they sometimes are not very clear on what they can actually well sense. it's hard to show 
Yeah. It's, Honestly, it makes, it's not like you can have a character just going around being like, you're feeling upset. Honestly. Now like, you're feeling uh, called out. Oh, and, and now you're feeling shy. Yeah. Honestly. Why I, are all these emotions <laughs> happening? Honestly, I made fun of uh, Diana Troy earlier, but she's one of the best shows of like someone who actually feels emotions. Of yeah, people. yeah, definitely. They don't write it very well because most, mostly she does come into situations where it's like he, they feel tense in the middle of this in negotiation they feel tense in the middle of this mexican standoff like yeah okay cool 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 cool, cool. thanks cool. troy and one person's horny again <laughs> oh uh, damn it it's me again because <laughs> <laughs> i wear cat suits all the time it's true cat suits are the sexiest of suits <laughs> uh <laughs> followed closely by jumpsuits yeah last, any, anything last place zoot suit pretty much anything that's one piece is yeah. good <laughs> okay now because we do have to discuss it, Jeremy. Yeah. Teenagers suck. Yes. And I think they suck more. They do. Well, because usually as a teenager, you have moments where you have just intense emotional whatever. Yeah. Um, But usually you also have moments where you're like, everything is normal and I'm okay. Yeah. In this point, all of those moments are overlapping. Okay. So um, I think there is no education system for teenagers. I think teenagers are in isolation, Kevin, because they're dangerous. Because they feel too much, Jeremy. It's true. It's true. Imagine, imagine, Kevin. Yeah. If you did not put those people in isolation for that time, and they were just out in the public, anyone could feel their stuff. Anyone. You could be driving a like truck full of like hazardous chemicals for the happy factory down the street, and all of a sudden you just get like so upset. <laughs> You're so angry, Kevin. I like You're so angry because fucking Todd doesn't know how to fucking kiss. Now, let's be clear. Teenagers can handle a lot of stuff. They can. Yeah. They can. Um we I I like to for some reason um imagine also the fact that it that I I didn't mean like really, Oh, you know what? Actually, I didn't I didn't mean teenagers affecting adults, Jeremy. What I meant is teenagers affecting teenagers cuz you're compounding hormones on top of hormones. Yeah, but like but, like like if if a if an adult gets it number one that also just means that adults are going through like these big hormonal shifts forever mm-hmm. because they're feeling what teens are feeling if they're yeah. around a teen. Yeah. But I did not mean what teens are affecting adults with. I meant what teens are affecting each other with. Of just like pounding these. That's why I think it needs to over... be isolation because one teenager could be evened out by the other people around them. Yeah, but a room full of teenagers is too much. Yeah, they would just like that's that's like that's no feed one... into each Kevin, other. Do you know and... what that is? What that's going around to like every yard during fall and gathering up all their leaves, putting it in one pile, and then being like, "I'm just going to leave this open flame beside it. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine." Yeah. Just, just like because because one person's there and they're feeling someone else's emotions, which makes their emotions heightened, and someone else feels their emotions, which is higher and higher and higher, and all these emotions keep like they're like topping each other. Yep. Every single time. Yep. Man, hormones. Exactly. That's why teenagers are in isolation. <laughs> teenagers are in isolation. Yeah. I mean, they. I mean, they can now, they can, Kevin. Be I'm homeschooled not homeschooled with their I'm parents. Not, they could be homeschooled, but also, Kevin, I'm not saying. The teenagers would not break that isolation. Oh, hundred percent. We're talking about a lot. We're talking about a lot of like Romeos and Juliets. We are 
definitely talking about a lot of those type of situations. Probably not the dumb poisoning at the end, but <laughs> most everything else. Yeah, yeah, a lot. There will be deaths. Yeah, there will be a Mercutio death. Yeah, yeah, Mercutio will die, probably a Paris. Yep, make yeah. your peace. Your best friend's going to die in a duel because you bit your thumb <laughs> at somebody. <laughs> oh, man, I really hate that guy. Well, now I hate someone. I don't know who I hate, but I definitely uh, hate someone. I hate somebody, too. No, we hate you. No, I hate somebody, too. Romeo and Juliet does make a lot more sense if you imagine they're all just feeling each other's emotions. All the time? <laughs> all yeah. the time? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then whenever the Duke comes in, he, like, dampens it, and he's like, come on, settle down. <laughs> what the shit? He's like, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is even the adults in Romeo and Juliet are not great adults. That's true. They're not great adults. Uh, the parents are like, fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> they're, feeling, they're feeling all those child emotions. Carrie's like, you're 14. You definitely need this poison. <laughs> and the father's like, look, I know you're feeling these emotions right now. And my advice to you is just follow up on them. <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> and, the, and, the nurse, and the nurse is like, oh, shit, you fucked, huh? Well, I'm definitely not going to stop you from seeing that person again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In this age where, like, unwanted pregnancy is a very real thing. Because <laughs> we don't have contraceptives. We mostly just pray. God will take the baby away from me. He won't. <laughs> he wants to have it. God wants all the babies. <laughs> I mean, that, that, what do you say, say it in that way? When you whisper, God wants all the babies, that could go in one of two directions. Kevin. Kevin. God wants all the babies. Okay. You know who else wants all the babies? Who wants all the babies? Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. Zeus is a hoe. <laughs> We've been over this. Yeah. <laughs> Zeus. Zeus is all about that baby mama drama. <laughs> Zeus. Zeus is like, man, I really, <laughs> I really wish people would stop killing all my demi kids. Anyway, better make a new demi kid. <laughs> Time for a new demi kid. <laughs> what can I stick my dick in today? Here we got our demi kid pack. Here's the box. Show you what's in there later. I could have just have sex with you as a man, but I could make you attracted to swans. <laughs> uh, 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 hey, uh. hey, I could have this regular human dick, but how do you feel about bull dick? <laughs> oh, man, my kid came out with a bull head. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. Uh, I'll just put him in this maze. He'll never get out. I'm too good at this. <laughs> Hera comes in. Zeus, you did it again. I don't know what to say. I'm just too good at it. That's not an excuse, Zeus. I think Zeus would keep doing it. Even if he had empathy, I think he would keep doing what he's doing. He would. He would. He would do it. All. Well, people would feel what Zeus is feeling. So yeah. they'd, they'd be like, yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> I get you, would, Zeus. Then he'd feel what they're feeling. And he would, I mean, the weird thing is when you talk about things like that, like they feel something which could make someone else feel that thing. And if they're not like, able to comp like competently control those emotions yeah. then you will feel their emotions back and it'll become like this recursive thing yeah the thing i think about this world is that shame is not really a thing it's not really <laughs> a big emotion in this world yeah because a lot of shame is because you've done something and people don't know right okay. or like you've done something and people know yeah. but if you have shame as a cultural thing in this world, it hurts everybody. It's not that person. Yeah, I guess. Right? So I don't think shame is a thing. Yeah, I mean, that might be fair. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, I think we've uh, discussed this world to a good length. Yeah. Do we want to head off to commercial? Let's head off to our wonderful commercial wonderland. This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by Forced Meditation. Hey, sit down. Sit down, cross your legs. Cross both your legs. Not, not a half lotus, full lotus. I don't care if your foot falls asleep. You keep them crossed. That's right. Now breathe. Close your eyes. Breathe in and out. Keep those eyes closed. That's right. Think of something soft. Yeah, but you're in a soft room. But your toe's in the sand. Yeah. Yeah, You're warm, that. too. Yeah, feel the warmth. Let your mind go. Now transcend your body! Ah! Okay, Kevin, we've talked about... My world. Yeah. Let's talk about your world. I kind of hinted at my world uh, last week when I mentioned it, but Jeremy, I decided that we've, for too long, we have rested upon the laurels of normal superpowers. Okay. So I took a dive, Jeremy, into the world of X-Men. No, Kevin, why? <laughs> Specifically. There's no road back from Specifically there. Specifically Generation X. No. <laughs> With superpower characters with powers such as skin where <laughs> skin is weird and husk where her skin is weird and leech where his skin is weird oh, okay i see yeah you gotta a, i'm seeing idea. a pattern so there's a guy there who was who he was only a generation x for i think one wait issue. so you're telling me that none of those characters are the characters <laughs> we're taking the power from no okay Not skin is weird <laughs> I mean, I think we kind of. I mean, did, skin is weird if you think about it. It is weird. Um, we kind of already did um, husk because we did the um, elemental skin. Oh, that's has, true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. And skin just has six feet of extra skin. Oh, that's which is fun to talk about for about three <laughs> seconds. Cause... Yeah, everybody is real saggy. Yeah, because he's very saggy. Yeah, and gray, uh, which wouldn't change too much. No, 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 Jeremy. I'm going to the character I mentioned last time. I'm going to do maggot. Okay, maggot. Yes, Kevin. Tell does me. Does not have a digestive system. Okay. Maggot has two maggots. Oh, right. That live in his stomach cavity yeah. and come out to eat things. Okay. Okay, so... That is it. it. I have a question. Yes. Does everyone in this world specifically have maggots, or are there multiple sort of insectoid now we, variations? Now, we call them maggots. They're essentially like these large worms? larval type things. They're larval larval worms. Yes, yeah. They're They're like... They kind of look like if jelly beans had teeth. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd say they're like, no, it's like each person. Sort of so you're own. saying they're like pseudopods. Kind of like pseudopods. Yeah. So they're like very phallic then. Um, they're I, honestly actually not that phallic. They are. Okay. They do. They do kind of actually look like stomachs here's, that are. Here's moving. my question, Kevin. Yeah. If, for instance, somebody saw them, would one of the thoughts be, well, that's in a hentai? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I have no context for this, so this is why I'm asking these questions. Yeah, no, I'm actually going to show you a photo of maggots, maggots, just so you can see what they look like. Okay, pass me your phone because we're far away. <laughs> Stretch past the microphone. Okay. Uh, no, those just kind of look like alien pods. Yeah, I know. I know. It's not really a sex thing, Jeremy. It's, it's not, not a sex, a sex thing. thing. That's but, good. But let's be clear. It will be a sex thing. <laughs> oh, well, if that's what you want, Kevin. Well, how would an everything, Jeremy, is a sex thing? Is everything a they, sex thing? Yes, there's a fetish for every part of your body. Okay, you know what? Here's my question to that. Okay. Do they have tongues? No, I don't I don't think if so. If they don't have tongues, I don't think it's a sex thing. Because, Kevin, Kevin, 
You don't want teeth near your genitals. No, no, I don't. Th- I know. I don't think they would be having Wait, do they have sex teeth? with you. They, I, they definitely have. Do teeth. they have rows of serrated teeth? Mm, I bet they do. I, I know that they can eat pretty much anything. Kind of like matter eater lad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think this is a sex thing. <laughs> Someone will find a way to make it a sex. I mean, thing. yes, but that that I think it'll be a kink thing. No, that's right. Yeah, fine. It's a kink thing, Jeremy. Yeah. No, it is not a sexual organ. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, it is not a sexual organ. It's your stomach. Yeah. It is li- this is literally you have a moving stomach. That comes out of you. That comes out of you. I don't like this. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Why'd you choose this, Kevin? I don't like it. <laughs> Why'd you do it? Why don't you choose something nice? Like empathy. Why did you do something nice like your brother? He was a doctor. <laughs> Mom, I want to do maggot. Shut up. I want to talk about... Have your matzo ball. I want to talk about maggot. Kevin, you never bring any girls home. <laughs> All you do is talk about maggot. All you do is talk about maggot. You come home, you go downstairs, you'll read your comic books. <laughs> when are you going to find the nice Jewish girl? All right. Cool. Uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah. Everyone is well, and you know, I think I think it would make sense that it would be different. Like, not I don't think individualized for each person, but it's like sort of like genetics, effectively. Like your, um, like mag- like my maggots have a nice sort of like indigo shade, and yours are more violet. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was thinking that like your maggots sort of look like a combination of your parents' maggots. Okay, yeah. Like, and maybe they'll skew more towards your dad or your mom. Or... Well, they'll be dominant and recessive genes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that's sort of just like what they look like. Is that you can sort of be like, yeah, I know these are, you know. Yeah, everybody stop the podcast right now and go search on image search. Stomach maggots. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't type that into Google. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get exactly what we're talking about. It's very clear. Also, when you search up, search up maggot, make sure you put X-Men at the end of it. No, put X-Men first. Then maggot. X-Men maggot. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. And spell X with E-X. X-Man maggot. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get something good. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. Be don't great, send great. us those ones, though. Don't, don't don't at me. You can send me buff steaks. You can't send me maggots. <laughs> buff maggots? No. No, I'm thinking of these maggots could be buff. Nah. No? Stomachs don't have muscles. Uh, There's I... muscles around your stomach. Your stomach doesn't have muscles. Yeah, but these things aren't your aren't. I mean, they're your stomach. They're in place of your stomach. I guess that's true. Yeah, and they move around. Yeah, because they come out. So I guess they must have muscles. Yeah. All right. What's well, the range about, on these maggots, Kevin? Was the range on them? Yeah, they, I think they went pretty far. Not super far. Is it like intestine length far? Uh, no, they're not connected to you by any sense. They're just what? They're psychically connected. What they eat? So they essentially here's how no, it no, works. What, wait. Yeah. What? Yeah, no, they're they're independent entities, Jeremy. <laughs> what? He names them. <laughs> they have names. So what happens it, <laughs> what happens, Jeremy? But you don't that, have a stomach, Kevin. No, you don't. No, you don't, Jeremy. You have a cavity in your in your stomach, in your torso, in your abdominal area. But, so what happens, Jeremy, is they crawl out of where? Your your abdominal area. The void in your abdominal area. What? Yeah. They crawl out, and then they, like, you know, crawl across the ground. They Don't find, like it. They find something to eat. Don't like it. And they eat it, and they come back, and when they go back into your abdominal area. Do you choose what they eat? Yeah, you can. You have a second connection to them. 
I think they do. Is, is it a dialogue? Are you like, are they like, mm, that garbage, that looks good. And you can be like, no, no, we're going to the hot dog place, remember? There, they're like, no, that garbage. There is some implication that there is a back and forth, but they are pretty much subservient to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So they call out. They find something to eat, like a hot dog. And you're like, eat this hot dog. Or a raccoon. Lucy. Sure, or a raccoon. Uh, they call out. And you're like, hey, Lucy, because I named it Lucy. Uh, eat this raccoon. And he eats that raccoon. That's uh, not great. And then he comes back, and he comes back into your body, and yeah. you get the nutrients from it. Okay. <laughs> so what you're telling me, Kevin, yeah, is that there's a way to eat people without eating people. Yeah. <laughs> this is a cannibal world. You, no, you don't have you. Oh, you keep saying the same thing with Matt Eater, lad. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be that. It's going to. Why? Yeah, it's going to. Why is that the most logical? Jeremy, eating a human in this world's pretty damn easy, honestly. Yeah, but there's a whole bunch of moral implications. You don't think there's moral implications in this world of having your maggots eat a person? Certainly less. No, <laughs> Jeremy, it's still you. It's still Kevin, part of it's, you. It's so much easier to kill people with these things. <laughs> you said they could eat pretty much anything, right? Pretty sure, yeah. So they could just eat through a wall and like bite out somebody's neck and be gone. Jim, what? And then they're like, somebody's maggot killed this thing, and you're they're like, all oh, right, well, I guess we got to go look in everybody's empty stomachs. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait, Jeremy. Jeremy, you think the only reason that humans aren't eating each other is because it's just pretty hard. You think that's the only reason? No, but here's here's the thing. You don't have to see it, Kevin. <laughs> so hold on, Jeremy. You think the only reason humans don't eat each other is because it's weird to look at? I mean, who who's to say? You said these are independently thinking creatures, right? And they're subservient no, to you. No, pseudo-independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So are you telling me, Kevin, that there wouldn't be murders with these things? Well, of course there'd be murders with these things, Jeremy. There's murders with everything. We murder people with our fists. Yeah, exactly. Our that's f- what. I, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, all I'm saying is that there's cannibalism in this world, and more than would be in our world. Because <laughs> it really sounded like you were trying to imply that there would be only cannibalism in this world. No! Jeremy, I have a question. I mean, to be honest, Kevin, with your description of everything, I wish everyone would just eat each other. <laughs> okay. Look, I don't <laughs> I don't think that we have to assume that they that their main purpose will be to eat other people. Because you you're still a person and you're still aware of what they're doing. No, what I think is is that there aren't lunch breaks in this world, Kevin. Because you don't got to <laughs> no, stop no, doing no, stuff. No, you don't got to stop doing you stuff. Just send, you just send your maggots out over to the lunchroom. Yeah. They I mean, all discuss with each other over like... They're all like, oh, yeah, let's eat this trash can. <laughs> Jeremy, they want to have food. <laughs> they just need nutrients, right? Yeah, nutrient blocks. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, so... I really don't like this world, Kevin. Because you... <laughs> You're adding on a lot of nonsense onto it. I'm not. Jeremy, is his dirt or is garbage particularly full of nutrients? Actually, a lot of garbage in a cafeteria would be because it's left over droppings of stuff. All right, cool. Then, yeah, no, that'll be fine, Jeremy. Yeah. You, you think that's so gross, but you're not actually eating it. Exactly, which you're is just, why there'd be more cannibalism. You're just. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's still murder. Yeah. Though there's still moral replication, replications in your head. 
Yes, Jeremy, if you eat too much. Here, here's the thing, Kevin. The human brain is excellent. Excellent at justifying things. Yeah. Do you think there wouldn't be a whole group of murderers out there? Well, no. Who are like, I didn't kill them. My maggots did. Well, yes, of course, Jeremy. But in our world, there are people who eat other people and say that, like, God told them to do it or something. Yeah. There's all there wouldn't be more in the other world. It would just be different reasonings. Yeah. You wouldn't have John Wayne Gacy. You'd have John Wayne Maggot. <laughs> Great. Who is a clown with maggots that come out of his stomach. Okay, I have a question. Yes. If you die, are your maggots still alive? No, they die. If your okay. maggots die, you also die. Oh. Yeah. No, you are connect- they are your stomach, Jeremy. Okay. Well, they are part of you. Well, you have two of them. Yeah. So what if one dies? Then you're severely injured. Okay. Can like it, a, does it grow back? No, no. Can you generate a new maggot? God, no. I don't know. I'm asking questions. Jeremy, do you grow a new kidney? No. Yeah, exactly. Think using your head. <laughs> well, I don't know, Kevin. Jeremy. A, a bunch of the things about these maggots is just crazy. Jeremy, I don't know why you, this is hard for you to, to understand. They are your organs, but they move. <laughs> organs don't do that, Kevin. Well, they do. <laughs> They're your organs that move around. Okay. Yeah. See, when we were talking before, <laughs> yeah. I was imagining that they're like tendrils that come out of your stomach. No, God, no, 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 no. But they're Jeremy, just pods. They are They are pseudopods that wander around. Okay. I still don't think it's a sex thing. <laughs> it's crawling all over your bodies. You're making love. Hmm. No, I don't think that would turn me on. <laughs> no, Jeremy, no, it wouldn't. It would Feel not turn like me on either. making love. Jeremy, there's a lot of things that turn people on that don't turn me on. That's true. I don't get foot fetishes. I don't. I don't get that either. Yeah, but there's people out there who do. There's a lot of people, apparently. Yeah, it's apparently it's a very, a very large... popular fetish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and nothing weird about that. Just I don't get it. So there, so, you know, there are people who are like, yes, I'm very into your... I I know this is our first date, but can I see your maggots? I just want to know if you have attractive maggots. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm finished. They can't be called maggots in that world. What they what they be called? Here's a stomach. Yeah. Uh, Can I see your stomachs? Can I see your stomachs? I want to see your stomachs. Hey, girls, show me your stomachs. I don't even know if there's anything we can talk about this world because you're so upset by it. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I really am. What's this world like, Kevin? Tell me some things. Well, there's you, no lunch breaks. Yeah, you you it, you're a lot more um, efficient as people because you can just send out like we have to stop to eat, which is uh, honestly a big part of things because you have to eat to live. Yeah, but we don't have to worry so much about. It's kind of like when we were talking about Maddie, your lad. People can drive and eat in this world without it being dangerous. Yeah, you just put your um, stomachs over on the other seat and they're just chewing and on like throw a McDonald's power at them. Um, yeah, I think. The, the that we also much like matter your lad the type of food is not as important as the nutritional content mm-hmm. so having things like i mean with matter eating lad the content's not important at all yeah um <laughs> i don't know if you got sustenance from that. i can't remember we discussed that it turned into energy right um <laughs> so when these things so these things eat um uh they just like you know it doesn't matter as long as they get the nutrients for it and they return back into your stomach. As everyone, they have to get back to your stomach, Jeremy. Okay. Or your chest, your so here's abdominal a question, cavity, Kevin. I guess. Here's a question. If yeah. somebody captures your maggots yeah. 
and feeds them, but they never get back to your stomach. Do you die of starvation? Yes. Okay. Because you need to eat. And they are your stomach. I don't know. I don't think you can eat yourself. Okay. I will say that, that, that because I'm talking about a specific mutant that now has become the thing, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to do what I usually do, which is look up what that mutant does more specifically. They do call him Slugs, I will say, which is stupid because his name is Maggot. Yeah, it's Maggot and his slugs. His, his digestive system took the form of two slugs, which could eat through practically any substance. After feeding, the, the slugs re-entered Maggot's abdomen and passed nourishment into him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he got, he got incredible power, but that's because he's an X-Men character. Yeah. So, I guess, I guess if you eat things, you can get a little bit stronger. Just like how when we eat things, we do get a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems fair, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. How do, What is this world like, Kevin? Other than the fact that we don't have to stop to eat. One or of, is that the only thing that's different? Sorry, one of his slugs, which he gave away to two children, <laughs> was last seen in a container in Mr. Sinister's laboratory. <laughs> oh, no, when you die, they they remain. Oh, great. <laughs> great, so we just have a bunch of rogue slugs. <laughs> Okay, Ke- okay. <laughs> Kevin, 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 do these slugs keep eating once you're gone? Are they still active? No, I mean, I guess they don't really... Are like, they dormant? Like, I have to, I guess they're dormant because, I mean, they're, they have nothing to do. Like, they, yeah, they have nothing to do after you die. They end up, I mean, they do, I guess they just become like just slugs just sliding around not doing anything. This is the only... That's, yeah. Okay, what? so what what, what what this tells me, Kevin, <laughs> is that they bury people with their slugs. I mean, yeah, like yeah. you yeah, like you bury people with their cats. Yeah. That was <laughs> a really... weird, that was a weird parallel, but okay. In, in, in Egypt. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I was thinking like modern day. No, no, in two thousand eighteen <laughs> we bury people with their cats. I mean some people, I'm sure. I like how you just disdainfully threw your phone away. <laughs> I need to get it away from me. I was, yeah. I was done looking up things on Mega, which that those maggots stay alive. Well, I mean, I mean, no, that's not necessarily. What if people just keep the maggots, like of their loved ones, until well, they eventually get rid like, of them? Like ashes. I assume the maggots age still. Like you would age. Like if you died of old age, you age. If you if you died of old eggs. <laughs> I mean, Jeremy, if you died of old eggs, your maggots would definitely be dead cuz they can definitely be poisoned. They still now they this... can eat almost anything, Kevin. That doesn't mean they can't be poisoned though. That's true, I guess. I... Is food poisoning a thing then? I guess we have to ask. Oh, that. 100% Jeremy. Okay. Yeah. You eat something bad, something that's not nutritious, and you just and like you're Okay, so if you're slug, yep, ate pure iron, yeah, would that make you sick? Um, I mean, give you a lot. It give you iron poisoning. Yeah. Okay. So that what that means is that they can chew through, they can chew through almost anything. Yeah. But they cannot actually ingest almost anything. I imagine that if, when if if there's limitations on the nutrition that they get, I imagine that when they come back into your body, you can sort of they like they're smart enough not to give you the bad nutrition, but that doesn't mean it won't hurt them. Like if they eat poison. They will, like, if they eat cyanide, 
the, your stum your your slug your slug stomach's going okay. Die. Then my question is this, Kevin: If yeah. they can be selective in the nutrition that they're giving you, yeah, what happens to the other nutrition? Um, I assume they poop them out at some point. So you're telling me <laughs> that in this world, yeah, people are literally shitting bricks. Uh, sure. Sure. I don't like it. Sure. I don't like it, Kevin. Sure. <laughs> I say with power and might. I mean, yes, it is your power. You do get to decide. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm sort of sad that most of the uh, maggot one has just been you incredulously <laughs> trying to comprehend. I'm t- <laughs> it's a stomach. Jam. I understand. That. I understand. I just don't have any ideas as to how this world is different other than people just don't well, I mean, have I, to I, stop I, to I, eat. I, no, I do think that like you get a lot, lot of efficiency going around because things like that. People will be a lot, it, you know, a lot more. Well, here's here's the thing, Kevin. Yeah. When I worked a nine to five, yeah, a lot of times my lunch was less about eating food, yeah. and more just taking a mental break. Yeah, I mean, people still take breaks. Yes. Yeah. But so, they, but, I, but you'd be doing other things in those breaks. You don't have to eat. I guess that's true, but like. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a big change. I know. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just. I'm. I'm not sure how that changes the world that much, right? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you, you would have. I mean, mostly it's just that you'd have these slugs just hanging about. It just sounds. It with. just sounds to me like you. Everybody has two pets that are part of them. That's that's what it sounds to me like. Yeah. Yeah. No. Two pets that are part of them that will eat for you. I like how this huge change on like the biological level of humans will not change people. No, it wouldn't. Which is which in in of itself is an interesting thing that like <laughs> like adding in the fact that our stomachs move. Yeah. Our digestive system moves. Doesn't really change too much, honestly. And is semi psychically sentient. Yeah. On the other hand, you being able to feel other people's feelings is like a huge radical shift in the way that it is. Man, humans are bastards. Well, Kevin, we're in the last eight minutes of our supposed to like time frame for the podcast. This is actually where I'm really excited about. uh, So now we have to make them do. Are they kissing or fighting? (laughs) What do we make them? We do make them kiss first. We make them kiss first. Yeah. So we combine these worlds together. Okay. This is where I was excited about maggot. Okay. Now, Jeremy, yes. do we feel the empathy of the maggots? No. They are semi-sentient. But they're not people. They're a part of people. So? So you feel the emotions of the people. The power is you feel what other people are feeling. And that seems offensive to these maggots. Well, they're not people, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think, I th- I think Honestly, like- Kevin, when they kiss, it's just the empathy world, but they have maggots. <laughs> Really, what I think it is that you just get a lot of hungry going around when you just see like the slugs crawling, and you're like, "Well, now I'm hungry." <laughs> yeah, but all you do at that point, and you're like, "I'm hungry." Well, time to get out, slugs. Like, <laughs> I, I like the I like the concept that even if it wasn't empathy, when you see a slug crawling around, you're just like, "Oh yeah, I should eat." Yeah, <laughs> just a friendly reminder. Just a friendly reminder when you see someone's stomach crawling around. Great. You're just like, oh, yeah, you know what? I should eat. Yeah, but really it is just the empathy world. It's the empathy <laughs> world, but that happens. That is fair. Yeah. That's fair. The slugs really have not changed much about <laughs> they humanity. Do, they really do not. I want us to remember this for, <laughs> like, 
for for posterity's sake, if you if your digestive system is slugs, it changes nothing. Yeah, it's not a big deal. What it was mega complaining about. I mean, he was the only one like that, which is why it was a big deal. I guess it's weird, <laughs> yeah. but it changes nothing, Jeremy. <laughs> it changes nothing. It it changes nothing if everybody's like that. If you're the <laughs> only one like that, everyone's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That's fair, I you guess. You literally shat a brick in my toilet. <laughs> How am I supposed to flush this? <laughs> I did It's still poop colored. I didn't do uh, it. Lucy did. I know Lucy's a part of you. <laughs> I know it. Can't prove it. Yes, I can. You're the only one that has that. <laughs> <laughs> they run away. Okay, and now here's the part where I'm really sad because what happens when they fight, Kevin? Oh, man, <laughs> that empathy world gets destroyed. So fast. Because the other world can't feel their feelings. Yeah. <laughs> the other world's like, time to invade, and the empathy people are like, huh, you're feeling kind of angry and ambitious, hey? Jeremy, it doesn't matter what world it is. The empathy world loses. It does. Because if, if, it, if it was just a world of us of us of people of humans the problem is the empathy world feels bad when it kills someone exactly. and the other world does not necessarily yeah. the empathy world is a non-violent world <laughs> because it can't be violent yeah that's why i was like I, when i chose it i was like i hope kevin doesn't choose something that's just like laser beams <laughs> but you did <laughs> mm, yes stomach laser beams yeah. like the guy from uh my hero academia yes the naval laser the naval laser it's one of my favorite characters in that yeah oh we should have picked a power from there i mean next um, time next time next time on dragon ball z <laughs> or i'll dip back into generation x no <laughs> the weird one let's not do that again the weird one i mean do you want to say how the mega people kill the empathy people Usually we do a rundown instead of just saying, this is what happens. I don't think they would eat them, Jeremy. I think some of them would eat them. I think some of them would eat them, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think that is their main tactic. I think, I think just shooting them with guns. Yeah, absolutely. I think just shooting them with guns and, and having this. Wait, Kevin. Yes. Is this an instance where they don't actually fight? <laughs> um, because here's the, here's the thing. No, the, here's the thing, Kevin. Yeah. The empathy world. Is obviously not going to fight. Yeah. Right? So these people come in and they're like, oh, we're going to do this stuff. And the empathy world's like, okay. Well, he doesn't. With, with right? The, right? Like, with, they, with, the, with the fight, with whenever we do that and they fight do these thing? Do these worlds, my question is, Kevin, is do these worlds just sort of assimilate and exist together? I have a question, Jeremy. What? If we If our world, empathy or not, was invaded by a bunch of people whose stomachs came out. Yeah. Will we not see them as monsters oh, as you have seen them? Absolutely, Kevin. But the empathy world wouldn't. Now, though, the, the, thing, the thing is that one of the conceits we have to do when we come to the, the and they fight world is we have to assume that they want to fight each other. The problem is the empathy world is worse at No, fighting. I know. But here's the thing. Well, it, here's it, what I'm thinking. It would have I'm, to be- I'm thinking the slug people come through. Yeah. Right. And they start fighting. Yeah. But the empathy people, they don't have a fighting strategy. So what's their strategy? Negotiation, <laughs> which they would be really good at. I don't know. I like, like, like the. I think the only time we ever had that the they. I don't think we ever had a time where the fighters don't fight. Yeah. Because the problem is that the thing is that like this is part of the conceit of the game. They have to fight. Yeah, but like that's but the rule. My my question is, yeah, how do they fight? The idea they shoot them with guns. 
The idea. <laughs> well, that, yes, but the idea generally is that some sort of cosmic being has come down and says, like, your civilizations must battle or else you will all be destroyed. And then the maggots shoot them with guns. Okay, yeah, then then that makes sense. Yeah. But I'm just thinking if and it's. And by the way, so- cosmic being, Jeremy, is us. We are the monsters here. No, you are. No, you are. <laughs> yeah. No, str- strictly the maggots are. <laughs> yeah, the maggots are the monsters. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad we're not doing this for a while, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> we got real weird in the second half. Yeah, remember, Jeremy? Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Um, if it, if if anybody you know wants comes at you with any sort of like hatred or anything like that, just tell them that hey, if we all had worms for stomachs, nothing, nothing would, would change. change. <laughs> we would be the same as we always were. Yeah. All we are saying is give peace a chance. My lunch breaks would be. I would not be eating on my lunch break, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just send worms around the office. <laughs> This is is our superpower showdown where we try to convince people that world peace is possible through empathy and worms. worms. Uh, (laughs) If you like that idea, please leave us a rating or review. A bunch of loathsome worms. Great. Please leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you're using. A writhing mound of loathsome Uh, worms. Or tell somebody you think might enjoy our stupid antics. (laughs) It's the only way our podcast will grow, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, and if you want to talk to us or give us a idea for superpowers or a topic or anything like that, uh, you can get it. On Heck, if Twitter. there's a series you think we should do, uh, you can get if there's of something us. you really want us to explain to you, I had somebody come up to me, Kevin. Yeah, and I've been mulling around this. They were like, "Hey, could you explain steampunk to me?" And I was like, "I bet we could do a podcast on that." We'll explain steampunk. Well, just different genres. I took a class in steampunk. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if that's something that you uh, you want to talk to us about, you can get us either individually on Twitter. I'm at Strawman K. Weir. I'm at Mighty Thuse, and you can find us together at Third Space Cast. You'll send us an email, thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website where our first episodes are up. Um, and, you know, I mean, you could leave a comment. Yeah. I stopped checking. I'll be honest. I mean, I do. <laughs> I'm in charge of the website. I know. In charge of Twitter. Yeah. Is the way that we things have turned out. Yeah. Without us even discussing it. <laughs> also, think you check the email? I check the email, yeah. You check the email. I do check the well, email. See, every time I check the email, it sends an email to you being like, hey, someone's on the email. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey. Then you're like, did you go on the email? I'm like, yes, I went on the email. It keeps sending emails to... <laughs> it keeps snitching on me. <laughs> so I stopped doing it. Well, it knows, it knows, Kevin, that you respond to all emails with, what, you want to fucking fight? <laughs> Um, so it warns me. <laughs> I got, I got worms for a stomach. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> and our theme song is Balrog Boogie by the Diablo Swing Orchestra. It's your boy, a wriggling mound of loathsome worms. Yeah, I, you've said that twice. Join us next week on the third Oh, shoot, face. I gotta go. Uh, all right. I guess I'll just be here alone. Until next time, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. <laughs>